Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chocolate Poppy. That's Taika Gungaseki if you don't know who I am. And you are listening to City Wrestling Radio. Listen up, chump. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio. With me is my friend, my co-host. Your confidant. My confidant. My sitter to the chair next to me. Oh, that's a good one. There we go. I just created that on the spot. Yeah. I'm Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? I'm okay. You know, I yeah. got my coffee. I got my my bee pants. Your bee pants? My beekeepers? It's, it's literally just yellow stripes. I went for a super unemployed look today. Guys, if you can't see it, I'm wearing my Van slip-on shoes with my... With Freddy Krueger Starlight, David Van, uh, Vincent Van Gogh. It's a, I got a comp- You know what? This is a really good shirt. A homeless man complimented it one time. Like that's a nice shirt. He said, "Hey, that's that's really cool, man." That's the shirt of my dreams. So what I'm describing is, so it's Freddy versus Jason and the Van Gogh painting Starlight. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Or yeah. Night in the Stars. You know what I'm talking about? It's the the blue and yellow one. Listen. Yeah. Oh, our listeners know they're yeah they're very well versed in the arts and the Vincent Van Goghs and the, and the yeah. ears cutting off and all that. I only know that because of Doctor Who. Oh yeah, I'll be honest. And then maybe Wishbone. Maybe they did something on Wishbone about Van Gogh. Ah, Wishbone. Um. Anyways, uh, guys, if you want to listen to more, I don't have a segue here, but if you want to listen to more of City Wrestling Radio, you can find us at our home, soundcloud.com slash Radio. Also across other fine podcast delivery applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and CastBox. It's okay, Corey, and not everything needs a segue. I'd like to write a segue everywhere I go. I know. I, like, it, it, may, it creates better flow, but you know, we'll get the hang of it. Yeah, well, you and know, like, I'm trying, man. I'm, well, my point being is that you, you just don't need a segue. Sometimes you could just have a full stop and no one will care. Yeah. Also, if you want to listen to us uh, or follow us on social media, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at CWR415. That is at CWR415. Very simple, very elegant. But guys, this is the B Show. We're here to talk about a little 205 Live, a little NXT, and catch everyone. Well, not really catch it. At least uh, bring everyone up to speed up with points in the G1 Climax, so Great to speak, for week climax. two. Yes. Full disclosure here, uh, fortunate news, I did not watch 205 Live this week. Oh, my goodness, Michael. So? So? Just tell me. Reprimand. Reprimand. I am the, the I am the ups. analog of the audience. Like maybe there was a good chance that people listening didn't watch 205 Live as well, and you are going to be my you're going to be our anchor to see if 205 Live was worth watching this week. Okay, well let's yeah. see. It definitely. I mean, it was uh, it was an okay show. From oh start my to god. <laughs> It was all right. <laughs> um, let's get right into it. We need it. to get ourselves a, what do you call it, a thesaurus. I, and we look up okay, and then let's just be a bit more. Like it was, um, God, what's a, what's a good other word for okay? Um, Mediocre. Adequate. Okay. adequate is, it's an adequate show. It, it, it sets it, up storylines. All I know is that there was a number one contenders match. It, it had ebb it's, and flow. It's a st- it was a stepping stone. Um, yeah, it started out with yeah. uh, Akira Tozawa versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Um, Gallagher is Gallagher. Gallagher, Gallagher, Gala everywhere. There you go. Uh, it was you know pretty much back and forth to start the match. Uh, Gallagher kind of slows down the pace in the beginning of the match with all his you know slow pace submission holds on the Did fingers. He had the green trunks. Yes, or no, he had the. Well, I mean the green uh, the pants. pants. Yes, man, he should go back to trunks. I like the green pants. I love the trunks. 
They're very royal. Like, I want my bed sheets to be made out of whatever those pants are made out of. Something about British wrestlers and just having, like, wrestling boots and trunks and then no knee pads. So there's no differentiate. Like, so it's just a straight-up leg. Like, yeah. him and, like, Gallagher and Tyler Bate. You see the picture of Tyler Bate when, like, when he I know has exactly the championship on, about. and he's and, like, is he naked? Yeah. <laughs> he looks naked. Like, there was, like, a caption. It's like, when, when you win the, the the yearly Naked Man Marathon, and everyone cheers you on. And he's like, yay! And I, the title I, is covering his private parts. His, his, like, his entire little small trunks. I know. That's when he was tiny. Now he's he's grown. He's grown. Oh, now. he's swole. I mean, he's not. The, he's still the same height, because oh. what are you going to do about uh, that? He'll be Trent Seven size one day. Man, he's got like 10 if, Ty- if Tyler Bate was like five inches taller, man, the, How tall the world is he? Like would five be eleven. Like, he's like five. I think so. I think yeah, he's five eleven. He's, like, he's like my height. I'm not willing to look it up. Right, so that's why I have to. But he's a bit smaller. He is a okay. bit on the smaller side. All right. Uh, Speaking of the smaller side, so Tazawa kind of hits a, a tope suicida to the outside, uh, falling sent on to Gallagher, and eventually. Akira Tozawa gets the pin on Jack Gallagher. Was this just a way for Akira Tozawa just to get some semblance of a momentum back after losing the Leo Rush? Yes. Um, and there was um, uh, Drake Maverick was at the commentary table so, uh, the entire match, kind of setting up the main event for the evening, the Fatal 4-Away for the number one contendership for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, and yeah, he kind of went up to him after the match and was just... I want I want Leo Rush next week. He's like, all right, dude. Okay, I, I can't wait. Who said this? Uh, Akira Tozawa. Oh wow, he said it like in English. I didn't, and yeah, he said, "I want." He said, "Hey, sir, I would like a match one on one." Yeah, he said, "Hello, fine sir. This is Akira Tozawa. You must be Drake Maverick. Yes, and I would like to have a wrestling grapple with one Leo Rush." He's like, "Why do you sound exactly like Jack Gallagher? Did you at- obtain his linguistic skills in that match?" I don't know. I didn't watch it. So by the way you're describing it, it, like, it Akira was Tozawa li- just sounds like a <laughs> it like, was it was a ling- eloquent gentleman. It was a linguistic skills match. He obtained all his when since like I, the only thing I associate Akira Tozawa is his. Ah! And you're fired. Like do you like he should he should um what his gimmick, Akira Tozawa's gimmick is he should ha ah! in um Morse code, and then Drake Maverick is the only person who can understand it. He's like ah 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 he wants a championship and then, match and then pause ah 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 okay I get it you want a championship match and you want it no disqualification got it <laughs> got gotcha um and and Drake Maverick's the only one who can understand him. He's like, I got it. And it was actually, Drake Maverick was really good on uh, commentary because... Drake Maverick's good on everything, He was dude. Set, kind of, set, like I said, he was setting up the main event for the evening and explaining why people had matches or were in the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, but very, like, realistically. Like, well, he, he, this yeah. person beat this person. Um, this person, you know, like, it's, why isn't Buddy Murphy in this match? Like, well, because he lost twice in a row. It's very jarring. It's very jarring to see logic actually applied in a WWE program. I would love to see, like, a, a meeting of the general managers and Drake Maverick just... Kind of like, like don't you see what you're them. doing here, Paige? Yeah, you can't just okay. Whatever. No, Paige would be doing like a little. She'd be doing okay in the class. Angle, just like, huh? I don't understand. Like, huh? It's just like a class they're taking. I don't know. An NXT class taught by Drake Maverick. Like you know, you ever the, attended a class where like the the oldest student is like asking all the questions for like 20 minutes? Yes, exactly. I definitely have. Yep, we've it's been. Angle, to, Kurt Angle would definitely be that type of person. We've been to City College of San Francisco. Yes. Uh, what else happened in 205 Live? CCSF Armatra. What else happened in 205 Live? Uh, uh, next up, TJP was taking a nap backstage while um, 
Was he taking a nap with wrestling gear on? So? No. Well, yeah, it was wrestling gear on. So he was uh, just like, like, you know, what's up? I'm preparing for this match tonight. <laughs> and yeah. And Gulak, uh, while Gulak was the backstage shadow, or no, this was uh, Hideo Tommy. I'm sorry. Hideo Tommy sa- shadow boxing backstage. Mm-hmm. So kind of setting up, you know, their little little vignettes for the night. Uh, next up, we have Lucha House Party versus a team of uh, jobbers. I did not get their names. They're called Drew Gulak. Uh, the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Oh <laughs> come on, Lucha House Party with some new uh, new T-shirts too. Is, is it just Lucha, does it just say Lucha House Party? It does, but it looks like the In Your House logo from like 1994. Oh, that's that's pretty inspiring. Yeah, so it's kind of like kids in play. Kid in play is that, also that's what, in that, the Lucha that's, House that's Party. That's what it reminds me of because like House Party. Yeah, like and House they, Party, and they lock each other's ankles and they do they spin around and what other moves do they do? Exactly. Um, Martin Lawrence. Uh, He's in that movie, right? Who? Martin Lawrence? No, the girl from Martin is in House Party. Oh. Pam. Pam. You don't watch Pam. Martin? No, I, I used to when I was young, but I don't like remember the storyline. I remember like a weird amount of that show, like considering the fact that I'm 25. I remember when I worked at Noah's Bagels and I had a... Martin order, was on all the time. And I had... A, no, I had an order for someone named Martin. So I just yelled out, Martin! He must have loved that. And he was just like, I'm, I'm right here. I was like, here you go, sir. Thank you. What? Oh, no. No, no, no. I was just... thing is, I was signaling you for... like I was just no-selling it, and I was just signaling you f- to just you know go oh, on with that. Well, I know. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, I know. It is very ridiculous, because like there's a lot of Martins in the world, and you just had to... The, the first opportunity you had to see a Martin, you just had to... The most famous Martin. Martin was it Lawrence. the Martin Lawrence? No, no. I'm, I'm referring to him as the most famous. Never mind. I, I digress. Eventually, uh, Lince Dorado hits a double springboard stunner. What's he call it? Double rewind or something like that? Sure. Why not? Uh, to both the jobbers, Selena Del Sol, Kaliso gets Selena the Selena Del Sol gave him the bitty bitty bomb bomb. He said, peace out. Yeah. What? I said Selena Del Sol. Selena. The, oh, Selena Vega. The singer, no, the, uh, the singer-songwriter. The Tejano oh. singer-songwriter. you never oh, seen that movie? Selena. Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. Girl. She gave them the bitty bitty bum bum. I'll retract that joke again, just so you recognize what I just said, and right. to you, the listener. All right, all right. I was just trying to know, just trying to sell your no sell. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, eventually, Kalisto gets the pin. One, two, three. Um, we are not giving this match the respect it deserves. No, it wasn't a great match. <laughs> okay. That's why. Uh, so we're giving the, the, the exact level it, of respect it deserves. The thing about it was is that uh, Grandma Malik had something about. They said he wasn't there because he was dealing with some visa issues, and also Tony Nice Vertigo. Yeah, and also Tony Nice wasn't there that night too, so they had to postpone the. They're trying to set up the the Buddy Murphy Tony Nice versus Lucia House Party. Oh yeah, I forgot feud. that I was on two hundred five live duty that week. That should have happened. Huh. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, well. Uh, next up was the main, or no, we have Dasha backstage um, with uh, Leo Rush, kind of you know talking about the. About Akira Tozawa asking for the match, saying, I've already beaten him. I do not need to fight him again. This whole talk's like Christopher Walken, man. I th- I thought that was like a southern twang to it. Really? Well, the way you said oh, it? Well, maybe the way I said it. Maybe I just did a bad impersonation of it. Okay. What, um, what, can you say that again? Repeat what you said, what Leo Russ said? Well, he just said, I have already beaten him. I already beaten him once. Do I have to do it again? I can't. 
It's all right. Every, I think feel like Christopher Walken's one of those ones like everybody in the world has a different impersonation. Yeah, it's kind of like Good Night Moon. It's like in Arrested Development when Good, yeah, you ever seen Arrested Development? Yeah, when they all do the chicken impersonation. Yeah, they all have a different one and they all do it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's kind of crazy like that one chicken dance serves like it's now the Fortnite dance. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the so in Fortnite like the 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 default emote is the chicken Lindsay's chicken dance. And now, like, since Fortnite's, like, the biggest game in the world, that's become the Fortnite dance now. Oh, God. Yeah, I can never get into Fortnite. I, I don't, don't want to get into... I don't want to get into this conversation. But I don't even know like, what it really is, but all right. It's 100 people going to one island. Last person standing wins. Okay. You get to build stuff. I played Marvel vs. Capcom. That's kind of like that, right? No, it's not. It's nothing like that. Okay. What else happened, Corey? Uh, it's the main event for the evening. Mustafa Ali versus Drew Gulak versus TJP versus Hideo Atami. Main event. Uh, basically, the story of the match is all the heels were kind of focusing their attention on Mustafa Ali at first. Um, Didn't Mustafa Ali come out with a new look? A little bit. He finally paid off his uh, deposit. Yeah, he got the rest of the lights and everything. Yeah. The jacket. Uh, he had some new light-up jacket. Okay. Um, his mask lit up different colors. Like he filled up his quota. Like, I don't have to wear this sh- stupid shit anymore. He actually got the, uh, the the colors put on and not just the white lights. Yeah. Um, like I said, all the heels uh, pay attention or focus on Mustafa Ali. Eventually, the, he, he fights him kind of all off. And TJP, while Drew Gulak was doing a suplex, he tries to rule up Drew Gulak, which breaks the, the trust between the heels. I'm kind of impressed that, like... For listeners in the show, like he, Corey's looking me straight into the eye as he's describing this. Not like I appreciate the fact that you remember like these bullet points through via memory. I'm, I'm it trying. It is a skill I can never do. I'm trying. And yeah. uh, so then eventually, uh, Gulak, uh, Gulak and Hideo Tommy face off. Uh, Drew Gulak sat there and said, "I respect you. I, I respect, respect you, you, Booker Man." And he said he put out his hand for a handshake. And he said, you respect me? And he slapped Hideo Tommy right across the face. Ooh. And that's what got them into it, which was actually a really good spot. Uh, eventually, um, TJ, or, uh, Mustafa Ali hits the 5 forward on TJP. Hideo pulls Ali out of the ring. Drop kick to Ali over the, kind of over the draping over the ring. Okay. Um, eventually, uh, Gulak goes in the ring and puts the Gulak on Mustafa Ali for the submission. Gulak, Drew Gulak, your number one contender. Your number one contender. He's going to win that title, I think. He probably will. Like Cedric will. Alexander has been lighting the world on fire, especially. I mean, the crew. I mean, two hundred five live hasn't been lighting the world on fire. There is a wave of heel champions, and I think it's. Can you feel it? I feel the wave. There is an awakening. I was looking at Can the NXT. I'll just I'll just go through the women women's champion. Yeah. Adam Cole. And who are the tag NXT back? Women's Champion Adam Cole? Yes, the NXT Women's Champion Adam Cole. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Adam Cole, and Undisputed Era, man. All heels. Well, since we're on this... Well, okay. Before we get into the, on the subject of NXT, what do you think of 205 Live this week? Should I watch this? No, you're good. I mean, I already knew the spoilers anyway. No, you're good. So you're on the, we're on the no. We should record, like... We should make a tally, like, no, yes, ding. pick and choose. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. At anyway. the end of the year. No, because we'd, we'd have to listen to everything. Oh, we have to book have our been... venue for the CWREs. Here. Okay. Yeah, we can just do it here. <laughs> there we go. Anyways. Like, we don't, have, we don't have to have Sheila interrupt us or Malcolm just saying hi. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? <laughs> We're, it's the CWREs, it's all a, right? It's a wrestling podcast, it's a, Sheila. It's a war, an award show today, all right? I thought we had this arranged. She, I, did not, I, I, I did not hear about this. Well, now you did. 
Get the fuck out. Boom. And that's, that's probably, me saying get the fuck out. That, that's probably the last time we can, and the, we can and say the, that. And to this day, we have never used that booth <laughs> since. I didn't like anyway. that room anyways. Anyways. Uh, don't, nah, don't air your dirty laundry on this. This is still. It was KCSF. my classroom. No, it's not, this, one, this one's not on KCSF. On the word, okay, so in the words of uh, Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> fuck him! Fuck Oh, God bless you, bad luck, Holly. Oh, whoa, whoa! Stop whoa. playing your porn. That, dude. that was another. Actually, that was another NXT podcast <laughs> that I was listening to prior to this. Whatever. I am going to pull out my notes and then stall as much as possible as we transition into the NXT part of the show. The I have my notes right now. Crowd. Shut up, man! It's a, it's a resistance. Which I think is actually their best team yet. Like as much as I love Coheed and Cambria or that song, oh, yeah. oh, was that the dun 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 That's that has a very near and dear. Place that's like the first heart. one. Like, that was Hulu era. Yeah, yeah. But um. Anyways, NXT. NXT dated July twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. Airing date. This happened at. This actually happened last week. Well, last Wednesday. We start off right off the bat with a Kiki reference from Mar Ronaldo. Oh, pretty much saying, I'm sure Kiki loves NXT. Like that, that Marvinalo. Always hip, oh, always down it, with the hippity hop. You don't know the it, Kiki that, that song. Kiki. Yeah. In My Feelings by Drake. And so, okay. So Marvinalo, keeping it cool with the kids. Nice. Cool with a K. Adam Cole versus Sean Maluda starts off the show um adam cole continues to be very very over with the full Dude, sale they're crowd. so over yeah undisputed no. era in general like well, of course once you're undisputed era and adam cole putting out matches like that you are just guaranteed like yeah. over status maluda gets a zero reaction because he is sean maluda not not much is known from him uh the only thing about this match of note that I, at least i took notes of was maluda leaps from the top rope mm. And then Cole just straight up kicks Maluda right in his goddamn face and nearly took out his took his head off from that kick. Mm -hmm. And then last shot, Adam Cole wins for the pin. And then post match, Cole says he's been talking, he's been taking all comers. And as he says this, Ricochet interrupts to propose a match against Cole for the title at Takeover Brooklyn. Cole claims he's better than challenging Ricochet, like he's saying, "Oh, I'm beneath you." Yeah. No, you are beneath me. Yeah. I can't even. I won't even bother challenging you. I really liked when uh, when Ricochet was. He said, "He said, yeah, you you beat some guy. You're not his name. You're not going to remember. You don't even remember in a non-title match. Him. But yeah, you do you, homie." If I was Sean Maluda, I was like, "Hey, man, I'm hey. still I'm still here, you guys." It's CWC, dude. Yeah, I mean, I got eliminated by Kota Ibushi, but, you know. I forget Kota Ibushi was in that. It's crazy. And, like, he had one of the best matches that entire tournament, too, against Cedric Alexander. I, I was in an airport when I watched that. And, like, I tried not it to, It makes like, me want to rewatch it. It. I was, like, I was the only one on my laptop, like, in the airport. And I was just trying my best not to lose my shit when it was going on. Because once you make a scene in an airport... God oh, knows what's going to happen. That's better than my airport wrestling experience. I watched uh, Goldberg win the Universal title in the Dublin airport. Survivor Series? No. Well, no. It, what was it? It wasn't Survivor Series. WrestleMania? No. Goldberg win the title from Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Fastlane. Fastlane, yeah. But, so, where was I? Rico calls Cole a coward. Rico's... <laughs> Rico, a hey, Rico! Yeah. No, it's because I'm reading off my notes and I just yeah. had to shorten it. No, I feel you, dude. Rico so then does his fake-out flippy thing, and then Undisputed Era shows up as backup. 
But then so do the War Raiders. War Raiders. And then as that happens, Mustache Mountain shows up, and they beat on Undisputed Era, and then well, they yeah, escape. Yeah, yeah well, they, uh, they were walking. They were backing up the ramp. War Raiders yeah. showed up. They went. They said, screw this, and went out the other way through the fans. That's when Mustache Mountain appeared behind them through the crowd. Yeah. And then like when war, when the War Raiders and Undisputed Era and Must... No, no. And uh, War Raiders and the Mustache Mountain and uh, Ricochet came mm-hmm. came out, like Morrow just made this really weird reference, like, more firepower than Overwatch. They stand tall. And so I had to look this up. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way that, like... I don't think like there's nothing in Overwatch that like seems to justify this reference. But then I found out that new Ronda that Ronda Rousey movie, Ronda Ronda Rousey movie, twenty two blocks, block twenty two. That's the name sure. of the squad that she's in with Mark Wahlberg. And I'm like, wow, you got you are really you're reaching that company brass ring. Mentioning I, the so did Ronda you feel Rousey like movie. this was? I feel like they're setting up war games with this. Oh my god. I like, would think so. I, I, would I hope think, so. I think so. Cause but like, then you would have to have a title match with uh, Adam Cole and Ricochet. You could, or have, you could have that this up at Brooklyn, and then and then at War Games, so War Games. Or like he would just tie, he would just challenge him at some NXT episode. Because I honestly, I wouldn't be too objected. Like object, I wouldn't British object to that. Style. Like oh, to that proposition God. where Adam Cole and Ricochet just have a title match in an NXT like show in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And then have the war games in Brooklyn because no no war games in in war games yeah I mean that would be all right but then they escape because I'm going with war an games. Overwatch reference it was weird whatever I like this segment uh, Adam Cole like the way they the way NXT just books Adam Cole they they're really good getting out of their way to make him at least cool you know what I mean yeah. like he wins match he has these squash matches where he comes off as this like slick cool heel guy the Panama Playboy yeah Yeah. and he like he plays to the crowd like he's he does that whole boom thing when like it's very it's very un-WWE to make their like heels come off as flashy as flashy and confident and all this stuff I was thinking about this though when because I was thinking about that exact thing when I was watching NXT kind of last night this morning and when you were saying that but there's like there has to be different types of heels. You know what I mean? There's the heel that doesn't give a shit. And then there's the heel that wants to be loved and at, and like admired by everybody, just wants to be famous. Or at least like, like Adam Cole. Or gets like, the or wants to revel in the revel in the fortune. The spotlight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have that kind of heel. So doing he, the least amount of work possible. Exactly. But then Adam Cole is the person doing the most amount of work possible while also relishing in his quote unquote fortunes. And that's why he's gonna be able to turn face just like that event one day. Yeah, and it's just too bad because it could. I can see Kevin Owens like being such like being a great face, yeah. like without changing a single thing about him. He like he's very humorous. He can like he can like, he can outwit like any heel. He can just like talk. He'll talk trash to anybody, and mm-hmm. he'll just automatically be over with a crowd. Like yeah. I said, he's to me Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like they were pretty much like always sunny in Philadelphia characters by being despicable, but yet you know the audience oh, would just yeah, go yeah, right, yeah. go straight I, behind. I feel them. it. Yeah. Also, and it also doesn't help that they are like way more talented than the people they're programmed against. Yeah, programmed against. They're not robots, Michael. All right, next segment: contract signing for Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane in a back room and not in a ring, which you normally don't see. You don't know what you're getting into, yeah. Kyrie. All right. So Shayna says, "God, yes, thank you, Shayna." Shayna says she's changed since the M- uh, the May Young Classic, and then Sane responds with. I know this, you know this, I will win. And she pretty much just repeats it because it's probably the only lines that she was ever fed, and that's all. 
I don't want to cast any assumptions, but that's probably all she really knows. I'm mm-hmm. no. No, I know. Do you, know, do you, I know, do you I, understand what I'm I, saying? I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's it's she. I mean, she, she has a very thick accent, and I just don't have a quite. I don't have a good gauge on her how well she. A lot of know, people that come into this. A lot of people that have come into this industry have come in too, not knowing any English. Mm-hmm. Just like Maurice. Maurice came in not knowing a word of English. She's just said. hot. Yeah, so. but the, she was hired in a time you know where that's what all they were focusing on. Ms. taught her English too. Exactly. That's uh, crazy. Just Ms. being your English teacher. They are just so sweet, aren't they? Okay, Ms. and Mrs. every Tuesday after SmackDown. All right. Um, so uh, Baszler calls Kyrie a phony. Sane continues to say she can beat her. Sane looked like yeah. Sane looked like she was gonna cry too. Did you notice that? Like yeah, she, she I, was kind of just she was um, like the way she was just emoting her words. Like she looked like she was gonna break down. Like, it was she was like, like that, or she was just like genuinely confused because she's like I, I I know this. Like you know you know I'm this. gonna win. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. Uh, I'm gonna win. Duh. But, um, yeah. And so, William Regal's like, back too. And, yeah. And like she, as soon as Shayna left, like yeah, what we reiterated, like she kept on repeating the words. <laughs> and the way like William Regal looked at Kyrie Sane, <laughs> like he was just really bug eyed. Like yeah, okay, all right, Sane. all right, Sane. He's all right, Kyrie. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I got I got to fill this paperwork right yeah. here, dude. Where's Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, come finish this paperwork for me. Thank you. I'm, I need to go to the bathroom and throw up because I'm very sick. Um, get well soon, Regal. He's been through, going through some stuff, right? That's, Is that I why mean, he's been off? Nobody's screen? nobody's said exactly what's going on, but yeah. Yeah. So right after that, we see footage of well, uh, apparently apparently he was at the tapings for okay, sure. Good. So so right after that, we see footage of Champa like shadow boxing, zoning out in the back of a truck. Probably <laughs> it looked like a back of a truck. Champa. <laughs> And then we get a recap of Velveteen Dream uh, leaving EC3 at NXT UK. That's a lot of. That is a lot of. Um, Velveteen Dream. No, I said T. No, in my notes it says TVD leaving EC3 at NXT UK. <laughs> That's a lot of abbreviations. Everyone's like, wait, or what? initials. ABC what? Yeah, so EC3 versus Kona Reeves next week. I'm They're sure. probably setting up for EC3 and Velveteen at Brooklyn. Yeah. That's or a triple like. threat match, or just leave Velveteen Dream. Oh, Kona there. Reeves goes over. Yeah, he beats both EC3. Yeah, he pins them both. Like has his hands over both of them. Let me tell you, that match will be okay. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, Lacey Evans versus Tanilla Price. Tanilla, man, Tanilla Price, like she's she's a good looking lady. Like yeah. more so than your usual jobber women, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, probably, is, is she set up for the May Young Classic? Or? I don't know. I looked up Tanilla Price and I and I found nothing. So she was probably it might just, be a new name. Yeah. Too. Uh, Lacey's music status for the week. <laughs> it has a singer. <laughs> so, so I think so. So I think just like a lady walk like a lady. She's so traditional. So I think they're sticking with it. So and God bless them. Did you notice in the crowd? Um, she looked really good last night. And I'm not Lacey saying Evans? Like, not like her aesthetically, but I'm saying like her in the ring. She looked like I mean, she yeah, she came off as a bit more conf- a lot more confident. So like, did you hear in the ch- like this one woman chant, "I love you, Lacey," and then straight immediately afterwards, there's this one guy who just straight up yelled, "I don't love you, Lacey." <laughs> I don't love you, Lacey. That's awesome. Yeah, it's probably that one that one guy who just takes NXT way too seriously. I feel like that guy lives in NXT. He like that, hides behind the bleachers. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, the tall, kind of heavy no set idea. white guy. Does he, he have glasses? And yes. Is he bald. Yeah, he's okay, almost yes. bald. Izzy was in the front row too. Oh, was she? Yeah, she oh, was like losing her shit over Adam Cole. Oh, oh, she's gonna she's gonna be the female member to join Undisputed Era. God, whatever. Um, Price cartwheels into a woman's right for the pin squash match. Whatever. 
That, I mean, that was pretty cool how she did that, how she was doing a cartwheel to Lacey yeah. Evans in the corner, and then she hit her. No, she had a lot of distance between her and Lacey Evans, so I felt mm-hmm. like Lacey Evans had to like run up to her after she lands the cartwheel. Yeah. You'll get better, Tanella Price. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair interview. Um, I, the, <laughs> the way I got out of this... This is great. Sorry. Yeah, no, I forgot... I. I know, like, what Bianca Belair was really funny in this promo. I forgot the line that she kept on repeating. I should have took note of that. But what I got out of this... Undefeated. Yes, that's what she said. Um, What I got out of this interview was that she kind of faked her injury because she she was afraid to lose in a fatal four-way match because she doesn't have to be involved with the finish. Or or they were. Yeah. Or just like they were in general, like the regular staff. And I know the real reason is because she, you know, honeymoon... Yeah, but yeah. I think it's I think it better suits her character that she wants she backed out in order to preserve her mm-hmm. streak because she's maybe not that confident in winning a fatal four way match. Yeah, I mean that's my interpretation of it. She she's basically saying like you know I have to work twice as hard as all the other women. Yeah, or three times as hard. She said three times as hard as all the other women. Um, I've beaten everyone here. I am undefeated. Undefeated. And then she undefeated. Leave, and then she leaves the room. And, undefeated. Undefeated. And the, the I think there's a new interviewer there, and she's just like, all right, like cool, yeah. calm down. But uh, yeah, Bianca Belair just she's she really is building up some sort of momentum, even without wrestling matches for a while. Like yeah. she she's really coming off as a star of her own. Oh, she's gonna be. I think she's gonna be like champion within the within by the end of the year. Yeah, and you forgot to mention earlier, uh, Shayna Baszler going on about Candice LeRae. What about Candice LeRae? Well, no, she was going on about Candice LeRae in the contract signing. I know about the you know Candice LeRae looked like a complete geek in this segment. Where it's like, come on, say it to my face, huh? If you want to, if you want to talk trash, and you got Serena Deeb, like, uh, hey, don't, don't do it, don't just do walk it, away, just, just, just walk, walk away, <laughs> just nothing, just walk away, just walk away. Yes, that's like a very. She's good gonna win that title at War Games. Yeah. I'm setting everything up for War Games just to walk I because you it. you want everything to happen at War Games because you're going there. It's gonna happen. Which hey, I don't blame you. But anyway. that, that'll actually get a big pop though in like we're in L.A. Yeah. If she wins the NXT Women's Title in just L.A., just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away, sorry. Just walk away. Um, oh shit! But That's if you think about it, they're having NXT Takeover Brooklyn in August. Then October, they're gonna do. You know, are they gonna do anything? No, nothing in September. No, they're not doing anything in October. They're doing well, the, the women's show, Evo- Evolution, and then November. So you have a women's title match at Evolution. So you think, or 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 maybe not. I, I is it know. gonna be Kyrie? Because Sa- I think Kyrie. You think Kyrie Sane's gonna win against Shayna Baszler? If it's a toss, if up. rumors are true that because they WWE did sign the other two four this, horsewomen, I'll say this about Takeover so, Brooklyn: like everything is up in the air with all these matches setting up, and I I like that. Yeah, like anything could happen. Who the hell knows? It's untraditional. Oh my god, Corey. Uh, yeah, so walk, basically, walk, Shayna Baszler was walking down the walking down the street with her. She was walking down the street, and Candice LeRae said, "What are you doing? Talking all that crap." Like saying, okay, crap. so Shayna Baszler, she was like saying, um, like Candice LeRae should just be a just, should just be a wife, just to stay at home wife to Johnny Wrestling. Ugh. Ugh. Well, somebody should have kept Johnny Wrestling home that night. Oh yes, because it's main event time. Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa for the t- for the NXT title NXT thingamajig. I think that's what they call it. The yes. thingamajig. The NXT thingamajig. I think, maybe, whatever. 
Titantron fades to Champa's name in the ti- in the, uh, in the, in the screen, and you just the way it just fades up, and the boo the boos are his music, yeah, pretty much, and he, Tommaso Champa just walking down the aisle, just, uh, you know, I'm soaking you, that, it in. That one fan, he just gets in Champa's face every single time. It's great, and Champa just you know he has he has all of it. Um, Black enters with the grant with uh, with the crowd singing to his song. Where they clap to the yeah, they're kind of they're kind of clapping like a Kenny Omega clap. Yeah, they clap to the drum beats and then they also sing the words to the song. Yeah, they. I mean, they could just yell it out. It's kind of. I kind of don't understand. They do. They do it like like a chorus, like a a gospel. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's the part you should be singing. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, the 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 match starts with uh, Alistair Black working Ciampa's uninjured leg for some reason. A lot of ground based wrestling. Yeah, lots of mat wrestling, lots of quick attempted wrestling. Uh, Kicks from Black on the outside to Ciampa. They go back and forth. Abdominal stretch from Ciampa as he holds onto the ropes. Then a clover leaf. Black makes uh, makes it to the ropes. Picture perfect Cabrada from Black to to a really good two count. They go back and forth again. Both guys are delivering (laughs) that. Both guys are just delivering at this point. Like that Cabrada two yeah. count, like that was well timed. Then a Meteora kick to the chest, oh, to the German suplex, and then or? to the German suplex combo Ooh. to an extra to another extraordinary count out. Champa distracts the ref to hit Black with a crutch. Well, how, how did he distract him? Like because because um, Drake Younger, he was too busy like trying to organize the floor mat. No, that, that was the, that was the second time, right? No, so what? So what? Um, so what? Alistair, uh, so what? Chapa did. He removed the mat, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Removed the mat, and then Drake Younger, the ref, he, like he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" Yeah, like, yeah. and so as Drake Younger is fixing the mat, Chapa goes Ciampa to the other side of the hits, ring. Yeah, he goes to some other side of the ring and hits uh, Alistair Gets Black with, with the crutch, crutch yeah. to two to another two count. Yeah, like the place is going freaking wild over this. And then Ciampa does the second rope DDT. Like you hear a silence. Like people think this was the end. And then as soon as Black kicks out. The crowd goes friggin' yeah, yeah, wild. Exactly. Also, and like this is when I thought the match went into friggin' fourth gear. I even wrote in my notes, yeah, fourth gear, uh, mama mia. So yeah, re- and then ref bumps into the floor, black mass. But so, and then that sets up for the black mass. But then uh, there's no ten ref. count. Yes, there was a ten, a ten count, count by the fans with an, with an attempted pinfall. Champa grabs the black uh, black's eye, but then all of a sudden Gargano appears. But then Champa makes Gargano. Well, Champa grabbed the title first. Yeah, he grabs the title first, and then gets in the Gargano ring. comes in, and then whatever he, he hit Champa with something, yeah. right? Champa makes Gargano hit Black with the belt, and then Champa cr- does the cradle suplex for the three to a sea of booze. I thought it was an incredible match. I clearly my play by play doesn't do it justice. I think yeah, you definitely got to go out of your way to watch that one. You have to go out of your way to watch that one because so much stuff was happening. I mean, that's probably definitely like a five star match. Yeah, with the with the undisputed era mustache mountain match like two weeks prior, and then this. I just thought NXT TV is just on fire as of tell you they got their taste of it. Seriously, watch Kona Reeves and EC3 next week. Five star match. Hey, you know what? I don't doubt it. And then it's best be, to look to you. Then Kona eventually Reeves. one day you're going to see a WrestleMania Kona Reeves versus Kenny Omega but for I'll the s- Universal Championship. So I just think, um, I think the uh, Tommaso Ciampa, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa, your NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. think about that. Yeah. And I think this match was better than both the Gargano and uh, Ciampa matches. I think that was better than both of these because to me, like those matches felt like they kind of drew out. Like I know they're drawn out by design. But I'm a fan of just, you know, succinct, tight, like, 20-minute, like, wars. 
I think it was twenty minutes. It was probably like thirty minutes. Yeah, but yeah, it was one a really best, good. Yeah, it, was, it was probably about twenty minutes. I, I would one say of the best that. matches of the year, and um, it holds a candle to all the G one stuff that's going on, in my opinion. And think about it. This is Tommaso Ciampa. This is a former mid Carter of ROH, and the fact that WWE is able to elevate uh, someone of Ciampa's caliber, it's kind of like. It, I kind of got angry at this point. Like, there's somebody in this company who has the ability to get somebody at this level. Yeah, and it's not to discredit Champa himself, but then someone has to. Someone wrote Champa in this role, and for him to act and be booked this way, and for him to you know execute it so ex- well. Yeah, yeah, to execute it so well, it's it's crazy. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. I don't want any of these guys to. Yeah, and Alistair Black. I don't want any of these guys to be in the main roster. Anytime soon. No. Uh, Of course they will because they, you know, money talks. I mean, unless they break off NXT as a separate, a completely separate roster. I mean, they kind of, it kind of is at this point. They did kind of say something at the beginning of the show when Adam Cole had the microphone when he said he was the best superstar across all the brands. Ain't ain't no way in hell that if they ever do an NXT versus WWE show that like NXT is going to war games is ever going to be booked better than the domain roster. That's just never going to happen. And it shouldn't, honestly. Yeah. No, I feel it. Yeah. All right, that was NXT. NXT, go out of your way. You know what? If Meltzer ain't going to give it five stars, I'm giving it five stars. And oh, that's the, stars out of that's the first matters. five stars given out at CWR, I I'm think. I'm pretty sure I've given it. Like, if we were going to go back and, like. You've given like, plenty of one stars. I mean, sure. Why not? There's there's tons of bad wrestling out there, Corey. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, so. So, um, NXT, go freaking watch that. Watch that. Watch all of it, too, because every. Even the Adam Cole match, just. Even Candice LeRae, man. Like the Sean Maluda kick was amazing. Like the way, like the way Sean Maluda was going into like what, like he had a, there was just a certain angle with yeah. when Sean Maluda makes contact with Adam Cole's foot, he just fluctuates at a speed that I thought, oh my god, he's dead. Sean hey, Maluda's dead. He's a good worker, man. You know, and people like that. They're 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 competing for a job eventually. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, so they have to give it all. They're not just Brock Lesnar who wants to show up every six months. Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar. Well, you know what. I don't care. He, neither Lesner. does Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's my land, dude. I'm gonna go stay over here. What are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna, huh? I'm I take go. shits bigger than you. <laughs> Probably. Well, I'm I'm a pretty big guy. Exactly. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. Oh. Sable, where are you? Right here, Rock. Get the fuck. Let's get out of here. Paul, let's get some steaks. I want to see Paul come down at UFC with him, man. He has. He's done that several really? times. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Paul Heyman. Like, well, he's he's in the audience. Oh. But no. he doesn't, like, walk with Brock. No, I want to see him come down. He has the Universal Championship belt, like, carrying with him. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. He's not going to die, Bruce Buff, for a spotlight. Come on now. Uh, All right. Yeah, let's B-show. move on. Well, let's move on. Uh, NXT. <gasps> oh, yes. NXT. To the G1 Climax Knights. Let's see. One, two, three, uh, four, five, six, and seven. Five, uh, six, just, and seven. Just a quick rundown of the main matches in the tournament. And a full disclosure, we have not watched any of these. I watched some of it. I watched, I watched the first you two You watched nights. a little bit of it. Um, I know for a fact that I will at least go out of my way to watch the Haruki Goto uh, Tomohiro Ishii match from day six. Because I hear there's a lot of buzz with that. Dave Meltzer gave it five stars today. Uh, apparently, so, Tomatonga and uh, Kenny Omega was really good. Um, just to advance a storyline. Oh my God, no! no nothing about Tamatanga. Hey, that's from Uncle Melty himself. All right. I don't like Tamatanga. But did you see? Uh, did you hear about him getting into it with uh, Roman Reigns? On yeah, Twitter? like because Tamatanga, like he he's made going a, after everyone. On he Twitter. made a promo in the style of this one of of this one rapper, Drake. No, it, it wasn't Drake. Oh. It was, um, I forgot the name of this, one, but it wasn't Drake. 
And but then Roman Reigns thought it was Drake, and then Tamatanga said, "This ain't Drake, you blah blah blah." Like biatch. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Well, well, one thousand percent. Okay, first of all, one thousand percent. It's it's. I feel like Tamatanga and Roman Reigns are all buds. And they're just doing that, and Roman Reigns is just doing Tamatanga a solid for giving him a spotlight. Yeah, and so probably. I mean, they're, they're they're in on it. Probably, yeah. All right, so night was, and it? also Tamatanga insulting veterans. I might as well just give that a spotlight. Yeah, that too. was really weird. Where he just, where Tamatanga Do you think calls they were buds. No hell no. Where Tamatanga, I I can't. I don't, we have we don't have the tweet, but I don't have just the para- exact tweet. We don't yeah. have the exact tweet, but then like I mean, I could pull it up. Tamatanga but. like. He insult pretty much insulted this war veteran's uh, pro, uh, Twitter profile picture, and then with him, oh, like the the veterans, he's taking a selfie with a picture of two of his fallen comrades, pretty much. Yeah, and then the and then Tamataga just said, "You should have been like, you didn't make the you didn't make the great sacrifice your friends did, you pussy ass bitch." And I'm like, ta- like. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, so uh, yes, yeah, I have the tweet. Okay, you, you just read it? it out loud? Okay, so the first one we said. I'll be the veteran, okay. and then. I'll be Tom. Oh, you'll be yes. Tom. Okay, so, yeah, dramatic reading. So, Devil Toad at Kazani34. I wish his ring work was as good as his promos. Okay. Um, You're Tomatonga. I wish your bitch ass had a better picture than the pedophile picture you have on your Twitter. Sorry, it was a recent picture of two fallen soldiers. Some of us have to fight real war, so you can pretend to be a pretty princess in Japan. And here's the kicker. Oh, two fallen soldiers? Too bad it wasn't you, you pussy. Go sacrifice, go sacrifice yourself like a real soldier. I did my time. Go do yours, you coward-ass bitch. Actually, real, I added in the bitch part. Real piece of work, that's Hamatonga. Anyway, yeah, yeah. G1 Climax. Uh, I feel like we just needed to shed a spotlight on that, because... Tamatanga, he's I consider him like a, a very big underachiever, especially with the standards of New Japan. Like I've he I feel like he wants to wrestle this sort of like WWE interference, NWO, WCW style where it's fun. It's fun sometimes. It's fun sometimes, but then it's it's not New Japan. You have that certain level of expectation when it comes to New Japan. That's just I, I feel like personally speaking, like everything can evolve, everything is different. Every oh. Okay. Every era is different. I'll okay. meet you halfway with this. I see. I feel like Tamatanga is seeing himself as a Toriyanu break because you every because this is a long tournament. Everybody fighting everybody and expecting a five star caliber match on every match. Oh yeah, it's... you don't want that in every like uh, f- for any wrestler's run. Like you want to have a Toriyanu break where like it's comedy and it won't be as much of a strain in your yeah, body. He's taking off all the and, ring and, buckles. And I think Tamatanga is kind of making it that way where he. Does, a different type of break, like yeah, different type of break where the matches are short and they're full of interferences, and like, but it's not like quick a, DQs, and I just feel like it's just a waste of time at this. I point. will say this: it doesn't feel fake like in WWE. At least he goes up and says things like you and know, like "fuck you," and it's not all like, ass. and it's not all on Tamatanga. Like there's some serious like discrepancies in regards to the referees, like. You have red shoes. You have red shoes, like having anymore, dude. like having having none of it. But then you have this other guy named Marty Asami, who's pretty, pretty much just not red shoes. Is that is that the one with his longer hair, older yeah. man? Yeah. Okay. Or he just freaking just like he has none of it, and just DQs people instantly, or just like, or either just turn a blind eye. It's like yeah, there's very inconsistent storytelling with the referees. There was a good point where it was a good one when uh, there was some interference. I think this was in the Sonata match and uh, nights night four. 
where he called for the bell. Uh, Red Shoes called for the bell after the interference because Tom and Tong was pushing him around. Yeah. He uh, Red Shoes flipped him off mm-hmm. and then called for the bell for the DQ. Yeah. That was but then cool. that's that's what you get. Like it's the G one climax as so far. Like since no since then has like always had these like high standards of like constant constant days of wrestling wrestling at such a high level mm-hmm. from everybody and you get a mix and match and you know this is pretty much there and they're trying to this is arguably like the most important time for new japan in general like and or, uh, next to the january 4th show. It, it's i feel like it's just also one of those things too where it was very like before it had a very niche audience new japan pro wrestling especially back in the 80s 90s and even 70s you know how long does new japan go back for Actually, well, the G1 climax in particular, like I think that dates back at least only till 2000, right? no, like 2002, 2001. Oh, okay. The G1 climax itself, like the branding of that and the way it was, it was, okay. uh, it was held. But then the so, there's, but the, the New, New Japan, Japan always always had like a summer tournament, like a New Japan tournament, right? Yeah, I think it was called. And Antonio Noki like won pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean who won it, right? Yeah. Um, okay, let's get right into it. Uh, night four of the G1 climax started off with Sonata versus Tomatonga. Um, Great. Let's see. Was it Sonata went over with the rolling back clutch for the pin? Um, next up was Toriano versus Zack Saber Jr. Zack Saber Jr. Oh, I need the, to watch this. Hit the modified European clutch for the pin. Um, Juice Robinson versus Kota Ibushi. Was, this was an all right match, uh, but Kota Ibushi went over with. Oh no! Yeah, no, I remember watching this. Yeah, Juice. No, I watched Day Four. Uh, okay. Juice Robinson, Kota Ibushi. That's the. There was this one spot where Kotobushi he goes to the top of the post. Oh and yeah, then he gets the elevation he gets out of a like moonsault. during the in, in the middle of the fans, right? Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Uh, it goes for the was it Kama, Kamagoi? Kama, yeah. yeah, for the pin. Um, next up Good was match. Tamahiro Ishii versus Tetsuya Naito. Match of the tournament for um, me so far. I don't know. Oh, oh, I don't. I figured that out. Destino for the pin. At about 19 minutes. Go, go after that match. Go out of your way to watch day uh, in day four. Watch all of day four because day yeah. four was an inc- was a crazy. Because then day. it ended up with Hiroki Goto losing to Kenny Omega uh, for the uh, by way of the one wing. Very hilarious spot with Kenny Omega where he um he sets up a springboard dive to Haruki uh, Goto and Goto just straight up throws a chair at him. Oh. And the chair like the way it's can the way the camera is set up where you don't see anything, all you see is Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. but then for him and when he does the springboard, you just see a chair go out of nowhere being thrown at him. And it's just the funniest thing I've seen like in that entire yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah no, th- this whole tournament, I mean, it's been fun overall. Like I said, e- even like the different styles of yeah. of wrestling. All right, night 5 uh started out with um with your favorite wrestler, Michael Elgin, versus uh, Switchblade Jay White. Um, see, Jay White went over with the Blade Runner for the pin about 17, about 18 minutes. Uh, then we had Minoru Suzuki versus Yoshihashi. Minoru Suzuki went over with the Gotch Style Pile Driver. Uh, next, we have Evil, the King of Darkness, versus. Uh, oh God, I don't know why. Togi Makabe, right? It's Togi Makabe. Makabe. Togi Makabe. Repeat uh, after me, Togi Makabe. Togi Makabe. Uh, evil went over with the uh, what is that? The evil. It's the it's, it's an STO. It's 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 evil. Everything is evil. Yeah, everything is evil. E V E S T O. Then we had uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi um, going over Bad Luck Fale with a disqual by by, by ways of disqualification, of course. Um, you know, outside interference from Tongaloa. Because of course. Yeah, I mean it's it's Bullet Club, man. Um, next up, we had Kazuchika Okada winning his first match of the tournament 
versus Hangman Page. I remember when I said that, like, Kazuchika Okada's like G one slump that mm-hmm. he's kind of going through, yeah. and I said, "Oh, this is just him in like open world, like post campaign open world video game mode." Yeah. No, Kazuchika Okada is just straight up having an LSD trip. <laughs> him entering with balloons and dyeing his hair red yeah. and just being just not the he same. He comes out with like furry jackets and yeah. Like... So yeah, he, um, to me, he just just. He's just like having this post-title depression kind and of thing. And weren't you saying that like uh, Hangman Page is just perfect for the WWE roster? I think New Japan has like a lot of plans for Hangman Page. I really? think they're going to try to try their best to keep him. He's pretty good. I like Hangman him. Page is very good, and he he looks good too. And he like you look at him as like I can see WWE wanting him. Well, he would he would seem legitimate in a WWE roster. He I'm looks saying. like if Seth Rollins had auburn hair. Yeah. Uh, next up, we go to night. Was it four or five? Night number six it's from Saturday. Uh, let's see, where are we at here? Uh, we started out with Kota Ibushi versus Toriano. Uh, this is where Toriano actually goes over Kota Ibushi with a schoolboy uh, roll-up mm-hmm. um, in about eight minutes. Man, that Kota Ibushi, man. He's got to get on his game. I don't know. Uh, next up, we have uh, Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. Sonata going over with the Japanese leg roll clutch hold for the pin. Um, next, we have... Naito versus Juice Robinson. Naito going over Destino. And Kenny Omega versus Tomatonga ended in a disqualification. Oh, boy. Another Bullet Club disqualification. That's the story. Again, of like Club. I said, it, this just seems like a break. How long was that match? Uh, nine minutes or about 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's a less, like, it's, it's it less the, strain it, in your body. It's more storytelling. Like, it's, it's another break, in my opinion. And then we had, was this the one you were talking about? Uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Hiroki Goto. Yeah, apparently this got five stars, according to Meltzer. Hey man, you're gonna need a break before this match. I'm just saying. Okay. It, I'm, you know, I'm saying if you got a five star match, it probably was pretty badass. Back to back five star matches for Hiroki Goto. Good on him. Five star maker now. Yeah. It's like that's not even like it's like yeah it's not yeah it's five like that's stars. not even a reference to anybody. It's like all right, dude, cool the five star. Yeah, you didn't get it to six. You uh, didn't get it to seven. Ishii uh, went over with the vertical brain buster. And that was uh, that was night six. So night seven. Let's see where we at here. Night block. Night seven kicked off with uh, no. Night seven was uh, eight, or eight block. A block. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, kicked off with Michael Elgin versus Yoshihashi. Boy, Yoshi- let's talk about a combination. Yoshihashi goes over with the Karma, huh. which I think is a is a pretty funny way. And that's his oh, first Michael. win. Uh, oh, it is his first win. Look mm-hmm. at that. Michael Elgin is suffering the bad misdrawn fortunes of Karma. What else happened, Corey? Next up, we had the King of Darkness, Evil, going over Bad Luck Folly by ways of disqualification. I'm sensing a pattern here, Corey. I don't know. It seems like every time Bullet Club's in this match, uh, they, they, uh, something happens. And then we have uh, Minoru Suzuki going over on Jay White, Jay White's first loss of the um, tournament um, wow. by ways of the Gotch. That's kind of surprising, pilot. actually. Yeah, actually, if you think about it. Um, because Minoru you know, Suzuki kind of was on a losing streak. Youth versus old, you know. But it's you would have kind of expected It is Suzuki. You ever seen that picture of uh, Minoru Suzuki as a little kid? Is like even a, then, you get a sense that this kid's same gonna haircut. be a real big fucking asshole. It's like the same haircut and everything. No, he's just like it's. He just looks like this little kid with this like a with a sailor hat, and he just has this like like this scrunchy like <laughs> bastard face. Like, oh man, yeah, he's definitely gonna grow What's up being up? a guy who's just gonna kick people's asses and just be a general pain in the ass to everybody involved. Yeah, next up, we have. I uh, love you, Minoru Suzuki. Next up, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi going up, at, going over Hangman Page by ways of the high fly elbow for the pin. High fly flow. 
High fly. Is, isn't it like an elbow, though? It is not an elbow. It is a frog splash, sir. Yeah, that was pretty close. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's close high to that. It's closer than if I said leg drop. I love when the commentators yell at high fly flow. High fly flow. No, it's high fly flow. Oh, do you watch Japanese commentary? I watch Japanese commentary. Do you know Japanese or? No, it's just it. It just gives me. It has that air of authenticity, in my opinion. Like God bless Kevin Kelly. I do think he's a good um, commentator. Same with Rocky Romero. I just like. I just prefer Japanese commentary. I'm old fashioned that way. All right, all right. Uh, next we have uh, Togi Makabe. Uh, going, Very good, Corey. Uh, doing the job to uh, the Rainmaker himself, Kazuchika Okada, uh, by ways of the Rainmaker in about 15 minutes. So he, he finally got one. So let's see. Let's see where we're standing right now in the G1. Right now. Oh no! You know, uh, are you? Uh, what about the B block that happened this morning? Oh, should we go into that too? Yeah, might as well. I uh, saw it. Okay, it was pretty see. good. I didn't see it yet, but I'll go into it. Do you want? Uh, do you? Do no, you no. Be unsullied. Okay. No, 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 no. Like whatever, man. I don't want to talk about. It. I didn't see half of those. I didn't see night half of night six. Remember? There's only so many so many hours into the day, listeners. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is a lot of wrestling, and the fact that. You uh, you watch everything like God bless. They don't have time to watch it. That's why we're keeping them up to speed. You know, Uh, what was it? The first match of the night was Hiroki Goto going over on Toriano uh, with the GTR in about oh just about two minutes. Uh huh. Again, Toriano a break. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Then we have Tetsuya Naito versus Tamatanga going over with Destino. No, see, no DQ here. Finally, right? Yeah, because no, because he's he's Tetsuya Naito, man. Yeah. He, uh, I like what happened. What was in, what happened was in, what was interesting is that like it was a good match because the storyline was oh my god is going to be another DQ another DQ like and then Tetsuya Naito like try he like being the absolute babyface that he is tries to keep make sure that he keeps this as like clean mm-hmm. as possible even though there were like so many interferences okay. involved anyway that was the story of the match and I thought that was really cool nice. it was ten minutes so it was inoffensive. Next we have uh, Zack Saber Jr. going over Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, making him this tap awesome. out to an armbar. Yeah, good match. It, yeah, and also it's very interesting. I think this is like the first time in recent memory that Tomohiro Ishii ever like tapped out. Oh, yeah. like submit, like ever tapped out to anybody, like or at least lost by submission. He's yeah. definitely probably mm-hmm. passed out, but it, this was a big victory for Zack Saber Jr. because he's been kind of like he's he's not exactly high on the point scale. Mm-hmm. If anything, he's getting he, he's like he, he's pretty much getting win. People are getting wins back from him throughout yeah. the New Japan Cup because he like he tapped out everybody. He tapped out very like key stars throughout that tournament. So this is pretty much him giving people wins back. Uh, next up, we have Kenny Omega going over Juice Robinson. Kenny Omega is undefeated in the tournament now. These guys, like Kenny Omega, was just straight up killing Juice Robinson with those knees, and I think that's mostly in part of how Juice Robinson just gyrates his neck whenever like. Okay. The, whenever he makes impact, and also the when the cell um, job. and also when Kenny Omega snaps slaps his thighs for like maximum sound, it's yeah. great. It's great. That those match was that match was good, but those knees were great. And next up, we had the main event from this morning. We had Sonata going over Kota Ibushi. So this was in um so the venue. This was in Nagata, and they were billing this as uh, Sonata's hometown. Okay. So this was more or less sort of like a home, like, you know, like yeah, hometown yeah. victory for Sonata in this in day seven of G1. So, yeah, Sonata wins. I thought this match was really cool. Uh, just both these guys were just like going through like a myriad of styles. Like they were both doing lucha. They were both doing like grappling. I thought I thought that match was really good. Nice. Yeah. So let's go down the points real quick. Um, A block, we have Tanahashi with six points. Makambe with four points. Uh, Elgin with four Okada four, uh, Jay White with six. Tanahashi a lot higher than I expected. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, he's Tanahashi, of course, but then he's he's at that point of his career where like if maybe he he's gets... starting to get the last run, last run out of him, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Yoshihashi um, going over with uh, just two points right now. Bad luck, Fale with two. Um, Hangman Page with two points. Uh, Evil with six. And Minoru Suzuki with four points. I am surprised Hangman Page isn't like scoring high, any higher. Doing better. Yeah. I mean, that's too bad. They still got some. They still got some matches, right? Yeah. Uh, next, we have the B Block. Juice Robinson, zero points. Nobody, the lowest scoring person in this whole tournament. <clears throat> the U.S. champion, man. That's too bad. Oh well. <clears throat> Hiroki Goto with He'll only, get one. Hiroki Goto with only two points as well. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii four points. Toriano two points. Uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, eight. He has yeah, eight. Right? They didn't update this. Okay, so he has eight points. Yeah. So then, but okay. So then people. So this is completely updated then. Well, okay. Then what do you got on you right now? Well, this is just. It looks like this is what it what it says to me right here. So right here, it looks like it. It says Kenny Omega with six points. Hmm. So it looks like it hasn't updated last night's yet. Uh, just too lazy to backtrack. With, like, so we this is week we two. We don't want to do the math like on day on day seven on that uh, because Tom, it's, it's a day late, right? Yeah. Tomatonga Tom, Tom lost. Tomatonga lost last night. Uh, so he has two points. We don't Naito. have to go like we don't really have. Naito to go. would have six. Hold on. Okay. Uh, Sonata he went over on. last night. He had he would have six. And Zack Saber Jr. He went over or did he lose? Right. He won. He won. So he might have four right now. So that's the G one. That's G one as it is as it stands. Uh, it continues to be a really good tournament. Yeah, I if mean, you, if you have like, New Japan World, I actually absolutely watch it. Yeah, know. no. Oh, it's gonna start on Access too soon. They air those. Yeah, they, they air will air those in Access, but, but not. I, all I thought of it was like way after the fact. No, they're about to start. I think next Friday. Meltzer was talking about. Okay, so that'll be fun for if you don't have New Japan World, if you have Access. Check. You don't out. have New Japan. What are you doing? Hey, you know maybe the, the, the casual world. fan. You know. Yeah, they'll be able to pick and choose the matches they put on there too. So maybe won't see as many DQ matches on the access. Shows. Honestly, my opinion of pro wrestling in general would be like way lower if I didn't follow any of this. Yeah, so it's kind of just a crux in like in my opinion in regards to pro wrestling in general. Well, G1 climax twenty eight. Don't dig it. Yeah, be a survivor. Don't crux and watch the G1. Be a survivor. I'm a survivor. Give up. I'm a stand up. Exactly. That should be the theme song for. I feel like they should use songs like that. Like I want to. I'm like. I'll make that. Tell them, Corey. We'll make the G1 and just put the that song over it. Anyways, who was born today? Thank you for reminding me, Michael. There are some things we'd like to get into before we leave the B show. I'll be on my phone. And uh, let me see whose birthday is it today. Um, oh, there's only one birthday today. Turning 23 years old today. Is one daughter of Tolly Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard, twenty three years old. Tessa Blanchard is not twenty three. She is twenty three years old. That's crazy. She like is, I don't, I don't want to make this sound like an insult, but she looks a lot older than that. She's twenty three years old, man. Crazy. And she is. Maybe it's the makeup. Hey, you know it, it makes. The, Maybe it's the just generally just being mad all the time makes her look older. She is. She's an athletic. I feel like people who do like athletics always look older because they're. Just testosterone levels are just super high, and that they just age more. Yeah, not to say that Tessa Blanchard doesn't look good. Tessa Blanchard looks amazing. Amazing, yes. But uh, twenty three, goddamn. She woke up to an Instagram. It's like it's my birthday. I'm like, all right, girl, calm down. Yeah, so, yeah, no, no, Tessa Blanchard, calm down in general. Yeah, <laughs> just not just because of the birthday. All right, guys, for City Wrestling Radio, that was the B Show. I'm your host Corey Smith, and I'm Michael Vergara. Are we talking Southern accents now, and we will see you tomorrow for the new. 
new show. Yeehaw! All right. Bye, y'all.